I'm Austin. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lauren. And this is Tipsy Ghouls, a podcast that searches your neck of the woods for the stories that keep you up at night about true crime, conspiracies, and you guessed it, ghosts. So without further ado, let's get started. Well, Austin, you'll enjoy this story of when I um, beer delivered, well, delivered some beer to beach earlier today. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> so I know a few episodes back we talked about doing like a beer from the, each state. So I just thought about it today while I was out and about for work. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any like Delaware breweries. So then Beach said Dogfish Head. So I went out and bought some and I went to go deliver it to her door and I opened up my passenger <laughs> side um, door and the six pack of bottles just fell upside down no. and I <laughs> I put my foot out and caught like five of the bottles on my foot so I was just standing there and my door <laughs> was open and the beer bottles were just like in between <laughs> my car and the door and my just my foot was holding it up and I was like fuck and <laughs> One of the bottles had already fallen and was like spraying no. all over the place. And then I, <laughs> I was like, I wish Beach would come out already. <laughs> wish this bitch Sorry. would come help well, me. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, I'm sitting on the couch doing work and um, she's actually here. Show. So I get up and my leg is fully asleep. Cannot <laughs> feel it. Completely numb. And I'm like hobbling over to the door and I step down on my ankle and my whole foot just goes and I hear a huge crunch like I have like a noodle leg and I just saw it bend in half and I was like that fucking hurt like oh no I heard such a crush so I'm waiting at the door just like watching Lauren doing something and my foot is like throbbing and swelling up so and then she told me that I'm like, I'm so sorry. Lauren's I like, just broke can my you hurry the fuck up and get out here? And Bridget's like, can you hurry the fuck up and get and in? Because like, <laughs> yeah. well, she was on the other side of the door, so I was like, what is she doing? I couldn't tell what you were doing. Or else I would have came out you. So then I was just kind of like, you know what? Like I can't reach forward and get these bottles to like flip the six pack over. I was like, I'm just gonna let them fall. So I just like slowly <laughs> was oh, putting God. my foot down and all the bottles were just like clink, 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 clink all over the ground. And I was like, okay, which one's broke? Which one's broke? So only two of them broke. Thank God. But I was that like, was I lucky. can't just leave them here. So uh, I, <laughs> I have a beer bottle opener on my keys. So I opened the bottles with that and I sprayed all over me. Both of oh them. My God. Just she went. covered Whoa! in beer. <laughs> Spraying bread. My neighbors were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Spraying bread. <laughs> Spraying bread. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. It was such an unfortunate interaction. <laughs> but I do appreciate you bringing me beer. <laughs> and I'm going to Venmo you. I mean, ultimately, the deed was done. I got the 90-minute, or I'm sorry, 60-minute IPA. And there's sour beer. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the deed was done. <laughs> um, I'm drinking the ale, the uh, the sour right now. It's a session sour called Sequench Ale. And it is blissfully brewed with lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. And it's very good. 
It's like a margarita, but in a sour. Ooh, that sounds yummy. And it's from Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. Yes, and (laughs) I'm drinking, like I said, the Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA. It's a super mild IPA. I mean, I would say if you don't like IPAs and you want to start, I would say start with this one. Um, But it's pretty good, so now I'm about to open my second one because I finished my first one already. I'm drinking rum and pomegranate water. (laughs) It's not bad. It's really not. It gets the job done. Well, and then I sent you all that link today of the (laughs) Delaware drinks. So I feel like that could have been on there as Mm -hmm. one of their, like, beach drinks. Yeah. There you go. It's probably. Probably. I'm probably probably drinking a Delaware drink. Yeah. I'm sure someone in Delaware has had rum and pomegranate water before. Okay. Oh, shit. That scared me. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It was just really loud. Uh, So, anyways, welcome to Okay. We are doing. (laughs) Yes. Delaware. Welcome, welcome. Hi. I'm in Delaware. Do you guys know what that's from? (laughs) It's from Wayne. It's from Wayne's World. (laughs) It's like a movie where they have their own little show and they're they're using a green screen like we can go anywhere like the magical land of delaware and then it's like delaware in the background it says hi i'm in (laughs) delaware and then it moves on (laughs) that's funny but yes but so um i found this question on facebook earlier today and i thought how perfect would that be for this show to talk about and so you guys can get to know us a little bit more so the question is your friends are trying to summon you what three items will they need definitely coffee 100 percent. i feel like for all of us (laughs) yeah Um, yep man so we should let's guess each other's that's fun okay Okay, okay, so let's do Austin first. Austin, right. Cause just because he's on the corner of my screen. Should we should we write it down and then say what we think it is, or <laughs> we could? I think I have a notepad somewhere. Actually, maybe I don't. <laughs> hold on, hold the, on. Like hold the on. um, I guess. Yeah. The like dating game where like couples see if they have the same answer. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. The other problem is we're all such similar people that's the problem that's the that i feel like it's the game you gotta find something very specific yeah um fuck i just want you all to know that coffee's gonna be one for all of us because i oh like what coffee oh okay like specifically for like what coffee so Okay. For Beach, I'm doing one for you. Okay. okay. Like Austin, a Starbucks order. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then for me. Oh, that's Austin. Get a Starbucks. I'm not going to have that. Damn. I don't know y'all Starbucks order. I'm trying to remember yours. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. All right. I have one. <laughs> okay. You guys know. I'll think of mine. I still don't know one for myself. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> do we want to do Austin first? I have all mine for Austin. Yeah. Let's do Austin first. So. All right. Um, yeah. For Austin, I wrote, this is inspired by the Austin Shuffle, which is when we used to live together. We'd go to the same thing, the same places every day. Um, I wrote a Target yes. gift card, um, Starbucks coffee, and a TJ Maxx gift card. And his, your coffee, I put iced coffee with a pump of toffee nut. 
I feel like there's something else in there. Oh my gosh, yeah! So, uh, my Starbucks wait, 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 wait. coffee order. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lauren, Lauren, okay. go. Go, 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 go. It's because, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I said Starbucks iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. At first, I said Target gift card. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's good. That's, that's funny, but it's good. But then I changed it to just like a Target run. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then yeah. I put Charles Shaw wine. Mm, yes. Because <laughs> I'm a broker. Like that's just uh, quarantine um, Austin. It's just like written on this paper right now. <laughs> so my, my summoning list is uh trenta iced coffee with light coconut milk and yes. three cups of toffee nut. i almost put that some kind of alternative milk but my I order remember. coconut milk is my bitch um so i wrote down peanut butter m&ms mm. because i those are my favorite m&ms and i have a bag <laughs> sitting right in front of me right now Ooh. <laughs> and they're just literally it's that it's that like trip food i bought them for mm. my trip mm-hmm. to ohio and I've already started eating them because I have no self-control. Um, and then, because everyone calls me out on it, I wrote a blue shirt. That, yes, that would make sense. Yes, that too. Yes, like, yes. Because half of, half of my closet or is blue. I'm going to change one of my answers to a perfectly posed selfie. <laughs> oh, shit. Check me out on Instagram, at, at Austin underscore Fitch. <laughs> I love that. that. All right. Who's next? Could do Laura next. Do you you have your third thing for yourself? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Do you do you want to go first? Um. Actually, you can you can go because I went Uh, first the last time. Okay. So for Lauren, I wrote. I uh, I just feel like this is a Lauren drink. I wrote cold brew. Yes. Really. That's perfect. Cold brew. Yeah. Cold brew. Nitro cold brew from Starbucks. Um, and then I wrote a Michigan jersey, and I wrote Daisy. Oh, I wrote Daisy, too. Those are actually really good. You did? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I didn't even write Daisy now. I was, like, assuming Daisy would be available in this situation. Daisy. But you're right. You're right. Yeah, it would be Daisy. I just forget about her just because I, I love her so much. You put Daisy... You put Daisy in a summoning circle, and Lauren's yep. spirit is there. She's already with Daisy. You don't have to summon her. She's just with Daisy. <laughs> yeah. She is my kindred spirit, yes. truly. I yeah. wrote Daisy, and then I started right. to write, like, Bridget. iced coffee with caramel or something, but then I just wrote bulletproof coffee. I do get that, too. Really? I wrote bullet- yes. okay. <laughs> bulletproof yeah. coffee. I think maybe because of your mom. I feel like we drink coffee at your house a lot, your mom's house. No, I, I drank bulletproof, bulletproof coffee for a long time because it was on Whole Foods and it, it was at mm. Whole Foods and it was on sale for pretty cheap. Yes. But then I do want to start drinking it again, but I don't have a frother. Oh, yeah. I think so. I might have some extra ones. I'll get to you after this. Episode. Otherwise, otherwise, thanks. <laughs> otherwise, I would drink it every morning. And then I also wrote, um, which you might have to bleep this out because of your job. because you guys did like everything because i could not think of the third one which is probably because it was supposed to be daisy um so for the first one i put cold brew like from anywhere but that is so funny because every time i go to starbucks it's either cold brew 
or it's iced coffee with caramel. That's so weird. I had that deep in the recesses of my brain. We're best friends. <laughs> it's, it's, we're best friends. <laughs> and I just put patio beer. Mm, yes, patio beer. Yeah. So anytime I can drink outside, I'm there. And then I just ended up putting the dirt just because. Oh, the dirt. God that would be my fourth oh, thing. Dang it. <laughs> that literally. No, no but your guys. I, sh- I should have. Your guys were so perfect. The dirt would have been it. Your, it it was perfect. The dirt was so much better than Michigan jersey. No, but see, I would put probably Michigan jersey in the dirt at the same because those are very important parts of my personality. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. They are. <laughs> the, the two corners of your personality. All right. Okay. I'm we got to do Bridget now. Yes. Lauren, you go first. Okay. So I know. <laughs> okay, here we go. I put pour over coffee from press. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Press is the best. <laughs> so um i put happy hour it's like happy hour beer yes <laughs> always any kind of alcohol for sure <laughs> and then i put the office reruns <laughs> yes <laughs> that would have been a good one yeah. for me too that would have been Perfect. a good one for those me. are dvd sets yeah. or or instead of happy hour beer you could do like gin and tonic mm. oh yeah gin and tonic that's mm. a good one too those are perfect. Yeah. Tangeray and okay. Tonic specifically. Yes. <laughs> for for <laughs> mine, um, for Bridget's coffee order, I teetered back and forth. I couldn't make up my mind. So you can tell me whichever one you feel is more appropriate. Um, I put a lumberjack and mm. I put white mocha because I just felt. I it do in my like body. lumberjack. Lumberjack. My. Yeah, I. The I, ones that I had in my mind were like my healthy one is just an iced coffee with a splash of soy milk and one pump of vanilla, but that's what I usually get on the way to work. So, like, you guys don't really know that. But my balls-to-the-wall drink, which I was just thinking about Starbucks, is um, a iced uh, caramel macchiato. But I do also really like Lumberjack. Oh. Damn it. That's... Yeah, I just, like... I always think of lum or you when I think of lumberjacks. Oh, so that was like I fought with just in general, <laughs> just in general lumberjacks, you can, you can, or specifically. <laughs> she's she's a burly girl. She wears a lot of plaid. I like lumberjacks. Um, like that's my type. Long hair, plaid shirt, very buff. That's my type. <laughs> um. So, so lumberjack latte is the the coffee order. Um, I wrote mm, charcuterie that's board. A good one, yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. You, you, that's a good one. You roll out a charcuterie <laughs> board. Beach is there, and then I wrote floppy hat. Yeah, oh, I do love floppy that hat. hat. <laughs> Beach with a floppy hat. That is that is the three. Yes. Wearing. Oh, awesome. Those are so good. Those were good things I did not think about. The two that I wrote are leopard print and any nope. craft supplies oh, yeah. for myself. But those were all very good. What also. was the second, the last one? Wait, any craft supplies. Oh, yes. Okay. Did you not and, have a third? Um, and coffee. Coffee is my first one. Oh, the, um. Oh, okay. okay. I just oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. This is so funny. It's so funny that, like, what you think. Yeah, like what you think that about yourself funny. versus what like everyone else. I know. Like thinks about you too. And you're like that yeah. is me. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> right. That's yeah, I, a Target run would get me here. <laughs> Second flight. The Austin <laughs> Shuffle. The Austin <laughs> Shuffle used to be 
we would go to the Fairfield oh. Mall and we'd go to the Starbucks inside the Fairfield Mall. And then we would go mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. TJ Maxx for sure. Target, I feel like, was not always a for sure, but sometimes we did. Were there other places we went to? I don't remember. This No, it was the mall, TJ Maxx, and, Max Target. and yeah. The Austin Shuffle. Yeah, that yes. was it. The Austin Shuffle. Good times. That was yes, fun. Yes, I just thought that oh. would be, like, perfect for... Yeah. Be so fun. I loved that. It was that. really fun. I don't know if anybody's going to enjoy that as much as we just did. But I don't care. Yeah, you know, the corners of our of our personalities. I'm the office and yes. <laughs> leopard print yeah. and floppy hats <laughs> and charcuterie boards and lumberjacks. <laughs> and lumberjacks. <laughs> the people and lumberjacks the and lumberjacks. Yes. <laughs> lumberjacks bringing her yes, lumberjacks. That is, that is my Yes. Favorite. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have some fun facts about Delaware. Um, if you guys want to jump in, oh good, I'm excited. <laughs> actually, I think I only have one. <laughs> um, okay, I'll pull some up real quick. Delaware was the first state, which is pretty cool. Oh really? Yeah, that is cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you ain't first or last, I'm sure that's their slogan. <laughs> Should be. Um, yeah, I forgot to look up more. Let's see. Oh. Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling some up right now. They only have three counties. Wow. That's weird. Oh, interesting. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, that mm. makes sense. And they don't have sales tax. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, Delaware is the only state without any national park systems. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Keep all these things in mind for my conspiracy theory. (laughs) It might tie in later a little bit. Wait, this is weird. Uh, Well, I guess it's not weird. It's probably something they feel very strongly about. The ladybug is Delaware's official state bug. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I also read that a lot of... um, like restaurant kitchen equipment is made in Delaware. <laughs> I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, this is a fun one. So it says tourism is a major industry with Rehoboth, Rehoboth, R E H O B O T H, Rehoboth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Beach, nicknamed the nation's summer capital due to the number of people from Washington, D.C. who come to enjoy the Atlantic Sandy Shore as a vacation destination. So avoid that at all costs during the summer. Yeah. That's where they're trying to So many politicians there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is just a politician getaway. I was like, I've never heard of anyone. Well, I just never even. I've just never even thought of Delaware as like a beach. Yeah. I don't think I knew. Destination. Weird. I knew it was on the coast. Yeah, it's like right there on the edge. But I, I, I'm pretty sure Delaware's the state that has like an inlet of water too. Does it? Like yeah. It's, it's like the. I'm pretty sure it's the tall, slender state, and mm-hmm. then it has like an yeah, down the of coast. Water. There's like a a very skinny island. Yes, 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 like yes. Down the coast, which would be cool, I guess. Well, I just think um, of Atlantic beaches as being really rocky. I think it is. I don't know how I don't know how true that is, but I guess they have some really good beaches in Delaware. So, hmm. heck yeah, that's really cool. 
there's also that's weird uh oh sorry where are you gonna go oh um go ahead. i found a fact that ties in also kind of to my conspiracy theory that there are more chickens than people in delaware and there is two the ratio is 200 chickens to one person <laughs> Well, then this one's going to be super crazy to hear. Despite Delaware being the second smallest state, Delaware is the sixth most most densely populated state. But at the same time, it's also the sixth least populated. But it's the sixth most densely populated. So it's like so small, but there's like a good chunk of people in there. That everybody's like everyone's all on cramped together. Yeah. Oh God! They're all standing together, and they have two chickens under each chickens arm. Under each <laughs> <laughs> like two hundred <200. laughs> chickens under each arm. I love it there. So, Let's go now. So there's, they're <laughs> all they're all standing. They're standing. They're standing cheek to cheek, shoulder to shoulder, <laughs> ass to ass, peck to peck, wing to wing, holding a box. Of 200 Or you're just in a sea together. of chickens and every, like, there's points where there's a person also standing in a sea of chickens, but there's 200 chickens in between you. So, like, <laughs> it's just, like, waving at people from a sea of chickens. That's, like, my dream state. <laughs> I hope you're being sarcastic. Standing close to other people chickens. and uh, ass fuck ton of chickens. Yep. That's my dream, <laughs> dream destination. Chickens and beaches. Wait, that's... We why look at all those chickens. <laughs> <laughs> look at all those chickens. Was that recorded in Delaware? Please, please explain. We need answers ASAP. Delaware, explain answers. I am confusion. <laughs> Delaware. I feel explain. like every episode we're like state explain. <laughs> we pull out the most but, weird facts but, and then. <laughs> but Delaware needs to explain how chickens and. Okay, they need to explain how chickens and humans peacefully coincide. Or is it not peaceful? Yes. Especially if they have 200 chickens running around. Is it per person, Mm -hmm. you said? It's per person, but, like, that's just the ratio. It's not like everyone owns 200 chickens. (laughs) It's just, like, I'm sure there's, like, farms. Now, now, now. The ratio is 200 to 1. You you don't know that everyone in Delaware doesn't. I don't own know. You don't chickens. know that. That's true. You. That's true. You could be. I don't know that. You could be stepping on their toes right now. They could all have a wealth of. <laughs> now that's everyone true. from they Delaware is exactly boycotting our podcast. Thanks, Beach. Everyone yeah. from Delaware Sorry, is going to hate you now, Beach. You did this. To us. Well, are there actually people in Delaware? Or are, they, no one or are you just that's, a chicken? Or are they, mm-hmm. Are you just chicken? People? <laughs> yes. We've, we or, have. We have lizard people. Now let's talk about chicken people. Let's talk about the chicken and the Beach, take it away. <laughs> I feel like this leads perfectly into my conspiracy theory. Take it I away. Like I should just go first. Excellent. Okay. Let's go. I was going to say it for last, but first is so much better. All right. Okay. So this is a conspiracy theory that I discovered weeks ago while, while um, researching other conspiracy theories. Because I was looking like by state, what's the most popular thing that everyone looks up in terms of conspiracy theories? So I was just looking through. It was normal list. Like Ohio is like MK Ultra. It was like the big ones. Then I came across Delaware. Oh God. And it said, Delaware. <laughs> Delaware doesn't exist. <laughs> and I was like, 
<laughs> Excuse me? What? So I looked into I it. I think I've heard of this one, actually. And there's... I think I told you guys, like, I can't wait for Delaware. And I was hoping that you yes. would forget. Which is perfect. I'm glad you did. <clears throat> so... I discovered this on the source is a Tumblr site. So like mm. it's not that credible. I couldn't find very much else on it, but it is like a widely known like joke conspiracy theory. So um, the story started when an eight year old girl named Virginia O'Hanlon wrote a letter to the Sun newspaper in 1897. This is what the letter said. Dear editor, I am eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Delaware. <laughs> Papa says, if <laughs> Papa says, if you see it in the sun, it's so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Delaware? <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> this is what started everything in 1897. So the editor published this letter, but he replaced the word Delaware with Santa Claus because he feared a nationwide loss of faith in the U.S. government. So the story goes on to say that the publisher paid Virginia O'Hanlon an undisclosed sum of hush money <laughs> off which she lived comfortably until her death in 1971. Now, keep in mind, this is like someone made like a this six year old Tumblr girl. page about this. <laughs> like an eight year old girl. Yeah, paid her like millions of dollars. And this said, according to her family, her last words were Delaware was an inside job. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Which like okay, like, this and, is like, the best thing that I've I ever saw heard. about it came back to this. I know everything that I saw about it came back to this one source. Like, so I'm sure it was made up, but it's still funny. But there was more evidence on this Tumblr page. <clears throat> so the second piece of evidence is an entry into the trauma rama section of Seventeen magazine. So do you guys remember in the back of those magazines, there'd be like people would submit embarrassing stories. Mm -hmm. So this one says um, it was like in the back. It was just like funny, embarrassing things like that teens wrote in about. And so this one says, ever since freshman year, I've been working on my manifesto about how Delaware is not a real state, <laughs> but a lie perpetuated by the federal government to keep the stars on the American flag an even number. I write each chapter in a notebook. I take it everywhere with me. One day after gym class, I reached into my backpack to grab my notebook. I ran out into the hallway where a crowd had gathered. Or I, I reached into my backpack to grab my notebook only to realize it was missing. I searched my whole locker room, my whole locker, but I couldn't find it. Panicking, I ran out into the hallway where a crowd had gathered around the meanest girl in school. She was reading aloud from something. My manifesto. Everyone was laughing at me. I ripped my notebook out of her hands and called them all sheeple. <laughs> Like sheep people. Now the whole school thinks I'm a whack job and my crush won't even look at me anymore. <laughs> so like I don't know if that was actually like they had a little picture of like like the Trombarama section of the magazine, but I can't tell if it was just like Photoshop. I don't know. I'm literally crying. So, um, there's a bunch of other funny things. I will actually send you guys the Tumblr page so you can look at it. Um, if you Can't want wait. to, while I read these, if you want me to wait, I can wait. I'll pass you a note. <laughs> the Tumblr page is called Delawareness.tumblr.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be. Oh, a hit. God. This is the best conspiracy I've ever heard in my whole entire life. <laughs> I know. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I've been so excited. To talk Nothing about can this. top this. 
So anyway, if you guys want to scroll through this Tumblr page with me, <laughs> at, at the top you see the note. I don't know if that's an actual picture of the note, um, but that's her address, apparently. Um, and then you get down to the Traumarama, and <laughs> there's a couple funny jokes on here. What do you call people from Delaware? Liars. <laughs> every time you pay for something with a Delaware... <laughs> every time you pay for something with a Delaware quarter, wink at the cashier. They'll know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a... Uh, their state flag said what happens in Delaware never really happens at all (laughs) Um, there's another one that was funny oh here Delaware's alleged postal abbreviation is DE which stands for doesn't exist (laughs) (laughs) it says wake up sheeple the US federal government has been pretending Delaware is a state for the past 229 years (laughs) So this is all very funny. But when I was reading through this Tumblr um, page, some people um, had commented about it was a different Tumblr page. Or no. okay, there's a Reddit page. Hold on. So when I was reading through a Reddit page about this, I saw a couple comments, just people being like, I'm from Delaware. It's real. Like we all live here. And someone uh, mentioned that there wasn't any sales tax. And I was like, that's weird. And then another person said that more than half of the Fortune 500 companies are corporated in Delaware, like legally, because there's really lenient laws for corporations in Delaware. Hmm. And it said, like, if you ask the the leaders of any of these corporations if they've been to Delaware, I bet none of them have. And I was like, that's weird. Like, I now these kind of make like a little tiny bit of sense. And then a couple other people... We're saying that um, Delaware, like the top of it, like northern Delaware is basically just suburban Philadelphia. And then the bottom half is just full of chicken. <laughs> so it might as well not be real. <laughs> and <laughs> it is possible that Delaware was not created. Obviously, this is the first state, so it wasn't created for this reason, but maybe kept around just to give corporations a state to practice under that gives them great financial benefits and we all just don't notice because we don't look into the rules they follow because we don't know anything about corporations but maybe they're all you know corporated there to get tax breaks and things like that and then that would make sense of why everyone vacations there it would be from washington so i'm a believer it's a funny theory but yeah very uh scary possibility that it could be real (laughs) (laughs) that reminds me of um that picture that keeps (laughs) going around on facebook when you said the bottom half is chickens about (laughs) um have you ever seen that map of the united states and it's a bunch of black dots and it says like each of the dots is 1000 hogs (laughs) (laughs) and then all the state borders are in black so like the hogs have overtaken the state borders. This is <laughs> like this is why we cannot move board we cannot move through states anymore. The hogs have taken over. Oh my god. I thought you were gonna say the one where the, the state map is just giant Ohio. And it's like Dayton is like <laughs> southwest Because yeah. I saw TikTok about how how Ohio isn't real and I was like, Ohio is more real than Delaware. Definitely like, got actual city. Ohio's about to take over. But I do have a real conspiracy theory because I didn't know how long that one would be. 
Um, so a little spookier one. If you guys want to hear a spooky one, Hell it's yeah. pretty short too. Yeah, let's go. Okay. <clears throat> so this one is called The Corpse Light of Cape Henlopen. That sounds spooky. That right. <laughs> yes. Already spooked. So Cape Henlopen is in a state park called Cape, Cape Henlopen State Park on the Atlantic shores of Delaware. And this seems like the perfect place for a lighthouse. It's a perfect, picturesque, rocky, northeastern shore. And there actually used to be a lighthouse here, but not anymore. But that doesn't stop locals from and visitors from seeing a light on the shore. Ooh. So the corpse light is a phantom light with no dis- discernible source. And it's commonly described as flashing lights seen on the shore. So there is... A legend that this light was a curse from local Native Americans after British soldiers stormed a wedding ceremony and massacred many guests. The idea is that this phantom light would guide sailors to the shore, causing them to crash their boats. And allegedly, the light did fulfill its promise in 1665, when a ship known as the Devonshireman followed its beams and crashed into a shaft of stone on Christmas Day. More than 200 men died in the wreck, and some people even report seeing a ghost ship floating off the shore every now and again, and even reenacting its shipwreck in ghostly form. So, this is the point where all the conspiracy theory websites ended the story, but I did a little bit more digging, and so I found out um, that there actually used to be a lighthouse on Cape Henlopen in the late 1700s to the early 1900s. This was built on the north side of the Great Dune on Cape Henlopen, and it was the sixth lighthouse built in the colonies. The lighthouse was first built, first lit in 1769, but was almost destroyed in 1777 by the British. The damage was repaired by 1784 and then relit. And later, that, later in 1897, the sand that it was built on was starting to blow away at a rate of five feet a year, so they tried to build up the foundation to save it, um, but it was o- ultimately discontinued as a lighthouse, and then it collapsed into the ocean. Oh. And then there was another light called the Cape Henlopen Beacon that was almost a mile north that was built in 1824 that also no longer stands. So it's possible that this corpse light is a phantom version of the old lighthouse. And it definitely had a long history and an unfortunate demise, so I wouldn't be surprised if there was a ghost lighthouse lighthouse keeper that is still lighting the flame all of these years later. Creepy. Or a Native American curse. Spooky. Yeah. That's like a conspiracy but people just see this ghost light story. On the shore. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, this is a good one. And it's called Corpse Light. Ooh. It's like perfect. But that was very good. I loved it. I've heard of the Delaware thing before. But <laughs> very it's like, good. But it's not real. <laughs> just like saw it on my face. Um, yeah, you, got, you can check out the Delawareness Tumblr page if you guys want to see what I'm talking about. It's pretty funny. I can go next. <laughs> okay. We'll follow it up with murder. This week's story <laughs> is the Woodburn Governor's Mansion in Dover, Delaware. Ooh. Yeah. Woo! Uh, so, my sources for this week are, as always, Wikipedia, because fuck it up with the Wikipedia, uh, Delaware.gov, HauntWorld.com, HauntedHouses.com, and OnlyInYourState.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
so this week I decided to um, go with some information about the house as usual, and then I'm going to talk about like who it passed through. So it's going to be a little boring to start. You can cut that part, like me saying this right now out. <laughs> um, so the mansion's layout includes a stately drawing room, music and dining rooms, wide hallways, seven bedrooms, and a cellar. Inside the, uh, in the inside decorum stays true to the middle period Georgian style uh, and showcases beautifully crafted paneled walls, grand fireplaces, and big sunny windows. Um, the mansion was purchased out of private hands in 1966, and we'll learn a little bit more about that in a little bit. Uh, but outside the mansion, a lot of different things have happened over time. Um, it has these beautiful, um, really old trees, which is going to come into the story later. I'm really excited to tell you guys about this because it's really spooky. Um, east of the mansion, you'll find the formal gardens, and it features a large boxwood maze. In front of the Woodburn Mansion, um, you'll see a gigantic, blooming, gnarled poplar tree. It's very eerie looking, and it has a hollowed trunk. Um, so, on to sort of the history of the Woodburn Mansion. Uh, so the land Woodburn stands on was granted to David Morgan and his heirs in 1684 by the Swedish crown. In the 1780s, Charles Hilliard III purchased the land at a sheriff's sale for $110. And in 1780s, that was probably a lot of money. I didn't do conversions this week. I'm very sorry. Uh, in, the 1790 <laughs> in 1790, okay. he constructed the home. Um, and called it Woodburn, which is what it's still called today. The house was then inherited by Mary, Hilliard's daughter, and her husband, Martin W. Bates. Bates was a doctor, a merchant, a lawyer, and a U.S. senator. So basically back then you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to do. And they, yeah. they're like, oh, you want to crack open someone's skull? Sure, you're a doctor now. Oh, you want to <laughs> represent me in court? Sure. Let's be a lawyer. Like, I, I feel like this man was like, I'm bored. Let's do something new. Like, <laughs> Oh, you're a white man. You can do literally whatever you want. <laughs> oh, you want to be a U.S. senator? Great. Uh, so in, the 18, in 1820, Bates leased Woodburn to the governor, Jacob Stout. Uh, the first time Woodburn was used as the executive's resident. Bates sold the house in 1825 to Daniel and Mary Calgill. Calville was a devoted abolitionist and Quaker. He freed his family's slaves and allowed them to meet in the Great Hall at Woodburn. The house remained in the family for years until it sold in 1912 to Daniel O. Hastings. In his ownership, the brick front porch pillars on the south facade, a reflecting pool, and numerous interior modifications were completed. He sold the house in 1918 to retired Philadelphia dentist Frank Hall, who also completed more renovations of the interior. In Hall's residency, a young guest named Jessica Irby visited the house. She would later live in the house as the wife of the governor of Delaware. Uh, upon Hall's death in 1953, 
there was a proposal to secure the house for the governor's mansion, but it was disapproved by the legislator. The popular was the property was divided into two, with a school purchasing the majority of the land and Thomas Morris Murray purchasing the house and a surrounding acre and a half. The proposal of the residence for the governor was revised in 1965 when Governor Charles L. Terry Jr. and his wife Jessica Irby Terry secured Woodburn for the state. The house was refurbished by Mrs. Terry with period pieces dating from the house's construction. The decoration was completed a year later and an open house was held in February of 1966. Um, since then, Woodburn has been the official residence for the governor. So, with all of that being said, I trust me, it all ties in somehow to the hauntings that I'm about to tell you about. I just, I, I feel it is, I feel it is my deed as a historian to tell people about the history of these houses and what they look like. You, you can go look them up online, like I always say, but I always feel like it's important to tell you guys what this estates these places look like mm-hmm. all right are you guys ready for the hauntings yes. <clears throat> yes okay so the first documented woodburn ghost appeared in 1815 about 25 years after the house was built dr and mrs martin bates the owners at the time were entertaining mr lorenzo dow a well-known i I don't know what that word is. Um, If you can't tell, I copied and pasted this one. Um, Let me restart that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I credit their sources. Um, So the first documented Woodburn ghost appeared in 1815, about 25 years after the house was built. Dr. and Mrs. Martin Bates, the owners at the time, were entertaining Mr. Lorenzo Dow, a well-known itinerant Methodist preacher. One morning at the breakfast table, Mr. Bates asked Mr. Dow to begin the meal uh, with a prayer. Mr. Dow hesitated and asked if they should wait for the other guest in the house. Surprised, Mr. Ba- Mrs. Bates explained that there were no other guests, and Mr. Dow described in detail the gentleman he met on the staircase. The older gentleman supposedly wore... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so, the older gentleman... Supposedly wore a powdered wig, knee breeches, and a ruffled shirt. The description bothered Mrs. Bates a great deal because it was the exact sketch of her father, Dr. Charles Hillier III. So, whoa, he's the man that built the house. That's spooky. Wow, and that's even like giving credit to what we've talked about before about ghosts just looking like regular people. Like you don't even realize they're a ghost. Yeah. Exactly. So um, Mr. Hilliard, the builder of Woodburn, has been seen uh, by others since Mr. Dow. Uh, Mr. Hilliard, according to Dover history, was known as was known to enjoy a strong drink. Me too. If a glass of wine is left downstairs at Woodburn during the night, an empty glass in the morning indicates Mr. <laughs> Hilliard has been on the prowl again. I like this guy. <laughs> so he's a drinker, awesome. even in death. Uh, Miss. <laughs> I 
Mr. That. Frank Hall, another owner of the house, claimed to sometimes pass Mr. Hilliard on the stairs and described him as others had in the past. Uh, Governor Tribbett's wife, Jean, regularly checked the stairway for Mr. Hilliard's present. Pre- not present, presents. Uh, she even left wine out for him a number of times with no results. She noted, I made sure to uh, that I didn't tell my husband I was doing this or he would have drank the wine to tease me. Hmm. <laughs> so another ghost, ghostly visitor, according to legend, is a smaller girl in a gingham dress and a bonnet. She carries a candle and walks the grounds around the reflecting pool. She was also seen by some guests at in the Great Hall during the inaugural party of Governor Mike Castle. During the party in January 1985, various guests felt a tugging of an invisible presence. One guest spotted the apparition of the little girl standing slash floating in the corner in the reception room. Um, this one is um, a pretty crazy one, if you ask me. Uh, this is going to be my. Well, I have two more, so I'll do the. I'll do this this one last. Uh, so, Governor Castle, uh, the one governor that I was just talking about, let a teacher and three of her students spend the night in the mansion, and the students reported that a lady in a portrait hanging on the one of the room's walls kept smiling at them in a friendly, welcoming manner. <laughs> oh my god, ew. Ew, 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 and ew, then ew, ew, ew. The last one that I'm going to tell you about is kind of a powerful one, in a sense. So, as a stop on the Underground Railroad, slaves frequented the area. Uh, this ghost is thought to be one of an unpleasant southern slave raider. The Woodburn Mansion was a part of the Underground Railroad during the Civil War time period, like I said. Slaves would be hidden in the cellar until they could escape in boats on the nearby river. The story goes that one night, Southern raiders came to the mansion looking for runaway slaves. When Daniel Calgill, uh, the Quaker uh, man who owned the mansion at the time, uh, drove off the raiders. One of the raiders decided to hide in the ominous, huge, twisted poplar tree that was in front of the mansion. The one Ooh. that I talked about earlier. Yeah. Consequently, the raider slipped Ooh. and got his head caught in a hole in the tree and hung there until he died. <gasps> On occasion, people have seen his body hanging in the tree. Uh, they hear Ew. his screams. And um, they say that it is him reliving that death over and over again. Oh my god. That's probably oh like his god. personal hell for being a slave. For being a <laughs> yeah. shitbag? Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in visiting Woodburn Governor's Mansion, you can set up an appointment to tour the home Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 4 p.m. Um, of course, that's after we are done with an international pandemic that is currently keeping us safe in our homes. <laughs> yes. So that is the story <laughs> of Woodburn Mansion in Dover, Delaware. Wow. Spooky. 
Mine takes Ooh. place in Dover too. I just looked up a picture just, of this house and I I did see it. Small state. I was looking around. I was like, oh, that's a pretty house. <laughs> yeah, I just I think it's crazy. I think it, first of all, I think it's anybody that was a part of the Underground Railroad, any story that comes from a home or a person that's a part of the Underground Railroad is immediately so much more powerful in my mind. Yeah. And the the fact that the fact that each owner of the house had um, an event that corresponded with um, paranormal activity or activity that like was so intense and crazy because that poplar tree that's still outside of the home it's it's still like the man died in the yeah, tree that is, that is still there in there that's yeah crazy. like that's terrible that's creepy well yeah that's why i like here like i feel like th- hearing the history is probably the most yeah. important part of understanding yeah. the hauntings that go on there yeah. are you guys ready to talk about murder Fill my brain with murder <laughs> okay so I've been having bad dreams oh, at night, and I think oh, this is why. You, like, <laughs> I'm just ingesting. S- Sorry. No, 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 not the specific mm, story. Just I'm yeah, ingesting so much murder into my brain. Story. Although this is pretty. I heard something behind you, Austin. Oh no, no. Did you? I heard something, like. What? It sounded like a, of like a far like a, computery voice. I was just moving around in my chair. I didn't think it was like anything, but then Austin turned around real quick, like he heard something. But it sounds like a voice. It sounded like something like, oh, I, it sounded like something like hit something. Oh, I heard like. Ah. <laughs> that was weird. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I was I moving around in my chair. Me. That's probably what it was. That's weird. Spooked me. But yeah, I bet. <laughs> Ghost wants to hear about some murder too. Let's go. Full of murder stories now. (laughs) It's like okay, bad dreams. Cute. Well, it is. And then also, I just listen to so many murder podcasts too. But (laughs) I digress. I'm gonna keep doing it. Okay, so my sources for today are whyy.org article by Brian Drowen and Murderpedia. It's murder. Mm. It's awesome. All right. Because, okay, so here's just a little thing about Murderpedia. If you want to look up, like, any murder, it has multiple articles from different um, websites on there. So it has a Wikipedia. It has, like, other stuff that people have written on it, too, which is cool. That's nice. Yeah. So let's go. After the poisoned Halloween candy fiasco and the Jonestown murders of the 70s, coupled with the Chicago Tylenol murders in the 80s, don't take candy from a stranger and don't drink the Kool-Aid became household phrases. In this story of the poisoned candy murders of Dover, Delaware, don't take candy from a stranger takes on a whole new meaning. But perhaps in this instance, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned might fit a little bit better. Cordelia Botkin was born in 1854 in Missouri, but soon after, her family moved to California, where Cordelia met her husband, Welcome Botkin, and they were parents to one son. His name was Welcome. Yeah, his name was Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. That's a welcome name if I've ever heard it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They couldn't decide between Cyborg and Welcome. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we chose welcome because it's easier to spell. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally could not find anything from when she married welcome until 19 or 1895. So that's just a whole blip of history that I have no idea about. But in 1895, Cordelia was 41 and was hanging out at San Francisco's Golden Gate Park when she spotted the stunning, highly regarded associate press reporter John Preston Durning. I've nicknamed him JPD, so that's how I'm going to refer to him (laughs) through the rest of the story. JPD fell absolutely smitten with Cordelia, even though he was nine years younger than her and married. JPD was a man of action and had recently been promoted to superintendent of the Associated Press's Western Division Bureau in San Francisco and had completed overseas assignments in Samoa and Chile, so he was obviously very captivating. JPD was absolutely stunned by Cordelia's raw sensuality and immediately fell into a very public affair Well, she opened his eyes to the wild side of San Francisco filled with booze and gambling. So she was a bad girl. I wanted to be like, so she did anal. (laughs) 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 Probably. (laughs) This Cordelia man, she's something else. JPD's wife, Mary Elizabeth, was quite religious and was obviously upset and humiliated with her husband's marital indiscretions, and that just piled on when JPD started becoming a heavy drinker because of his affair with Cordelia, and they were always going out and drinking and gambling, and then he actually was fired from the Associated Press for embezzling thousands of dollars to pay for his gambling debts. Yeah. And he couldn't keep a job after that either because he and he had actually been fired from two newspaper companies due to his drinking problem. So eventually Mary Elizabeth got fed up and left him and took their daughter to Dover, Delaware to be with her family. By this time, Cordelia and JPD were in the middle of a three year love affair and were constant companions. Cordelia actually was estranged. Sorry, I had to burp. Cordelia became estranged from her own husband, who had no idea of the affair, and paid her regular sums of money to support her. However, in March 1898, JPD was rehired as a lead reporter for the Spanish-American War coverage, and he ended the affair. When he left San Francisco, JPD told Cordelia he would not return, and he reconciled with his wife back in Delaware and planned to return to Mary Elizabeth after his stint in Cuba was over. So he was in Cuba covering the Spanish-American War, FYI. But, but the way Cordelia saw it, if she couldn't have him, nobody would. Cordelia began sending letters to Mary Elizabeth, signing each from a friend that detailed her husband's affair and warned her not to reconcile. Mary Elizabeth just kind of brushed it off, gave the notes to her father for safekeeping, and just carried on with her life. On August 9, 1898, a small package addressed to Mary Elizabeth arrived in Dover, Delaware, with the note, with love to yourself and baby, Mrs. C. 
Upon opening the box, chocolate bonbons rested atop a lacy handkerchief. And the price tag was still on them. And uh, Mary Elizabeth absolutely loved chocolates and was delighted with the gesture from who she thought was her friend from San Francisco, Mrs. Corbailey. After dinner, Mary Elizabeth indulged in her love for chocolate and passed the box around for her family to share. No, Mary Elizabeth, uh, I know. Mary Elizabeth, her older sister, her daughter, her two young neighbors, and her niece had all stopped by and enjoyed bites of the delectable chocolate treats. Ugh. Hours later, all six people who shared the chocolate began to fall ill with stomach pains and vomiting. Soon after, everyone recovered except Mary Elizabeth and her sister, whose conditions worsened as they had eaten most, the most chocolate out of everyone. The two progressed to have severe stomach spasms and both died the next day. Ugh, that's so sad. Elizabeth's father suspected the candy as the culprit and sent it to have and sent to have it analyzed, and it came back positive for arsenic. He then sent a telegram to JBD to inform him of Mary Elizabeth's death, and upon his arrival was immediately shown the handwritten note and the uneaten candies. JPD immediately recognized the handwriting of none other than his dirty little mistress, Cordelia Botkin. Why would you write the note in your own handwriting? It's just stupid. Well, right. Well, I guess um, JPD let it slip to Cordelia one time that his wife absolutely loved chocolate and always... Um, and and she had a friend, like one of her best friends down in San Francisco was... Mm. Um, Mrs. Corbailey. So she already knew that stuff. Yeah. Interesting. The Dover police were contacted, who then referred the case to San Francisco, um, since that, were th- that was where the um, package came from. The remaining candy, the paper it was wrapped in, and the handkerchief were sent to San Francisco. Um, San Francisco Police Chief Isaiah W. Less spearheaded the case against Cordelia and immediately set to work building the evidence against her. The paper used to wrap the candy was traced back to George Haas Confectionery, where the clerk recalled selling the chocolate bonbons to a woman fitting Cordelia's physical description. The price tag on the handkerchief led directly to the City of Paris department store. A clerk who remembered selling arsenic to a woman who resembled Cordelia was eventually located at the Owl Drugstore. Finally, Les had the note that accompanied the chocolates and the anonymous letter sent to Mary Elizabeth analyzed by a handwriting expert who conclusively matched them to samples of Cordelia's writings. In October of 1898, Cordelia Botkin was indicted on two counts of first-degree murder and through her trial, was sentenced to life in prison. However, (laughs) one Sunday, the judge who presided over her case saw her shopping in downtown San Francisco and was just like, what the hell are you doing out here? (laughs) So, this woman, this woman, Cordelia, was exchanging sexual favors for lavish comforts in jail and the freedom to leave. <laughs> so, what the fuck? <laughs> using her feminine wiles. Oh just be like, hey, God. guards, I'm going to go shopping real quick. I'll be back soon. And they're like, okay, here's some money. 
<laughs> Here's yeah, a, gets- I'll give you a blowy later. What was she doing? I need to know. <laughs> I know. What kind of magical blowjob skills did she have? <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, she was transferred to San Quentin, where she remained until her death on March seventh, nineteen ten, at fifty-six years old. Her official cause of death was softening of the brain due to melancholy, whatever that means. Oh my god, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what that means. And that is the story of the Poison Candy Murders. The first time the USPS was used to carry out a murder. (laughs) Yeah, are they implicated in this in this case? (laughs) I hope not. Yeah, that was so wild. I was like, okay, and honestly, Delaware has a lot of murder too. So it was really hard for me to pick something. But I came across this and I was like, oh, yes. Melancholy is the intense feeling of sadness. So it's because she was so sad her brain just stopped working? I guess. That's what I'm looking up the actual term. Cerebral softening, also known as encephalomalacia is a localized softening of the substance of the brain due to bleeding or inflammation. Oh. So maybe they used to think that it was from melancholy. Sadness. What year huh. is this in again? Um, like the 1890s. Oh, she died in 19... Boy. She died in 1910. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They used to give people cocaine and Coca-Cola, so... Yeah. True. <laughs> It says this little clip um, says in asylum and admission documents, um, sometimes people put softening as the brain, softening of the brain as like a, a, like a symptom, like insane asylums, insane asylums. Oh, they're just giving an excuse for something. Yeah, or they just didn't know what was happening. That's true interesting but that's that that's freaking cordelia botkins for you <laughs> so i love a crazy bitch you- one day. <laughs> yeah. i will not no longer be eating candy from strangers yes i actually i also read too that they were like printing that she was like this crazy like sex crazed woman and people were just like eating it up they like it was so like salacious back then you know oh, I of bet a woman was. like being overtly sexual that yeah. like everyone was like oh my god but thank you everybody for listening yes you this is a fun one on, yeah this is a really fun one delaware for not existing has a lot of good stories <laughs> right <laughs> full of secrets and chickens yes. And chickens. Yeah, yes. lots of chickens. <laughs> Secrets and chickens. Um, but you can find us on Tipsy Ghouls Podcast on Instagram. Um, on there, there's a link tree that links to all the places where you can stream. Um, you can also send us a DM on there if you have any stories you want to tell us. I know we have a couple possible guests lined up for people to have stories about their hometowns or something like that. Yes. Um, you can also send us an email at tipsyghoulspodcast at gmail.com. That's um, if you want it spelled out. 
T-I-P-S-Y-G-H-O-U-L-S <laughs> podcast. Um, so, yeah, we stream on all you the major podcasts. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That'll keep us yes. moving closer to the top of the uh, podcast list so that other people can discover us. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I was also, about to make a joke like... <laughs> Number 5,278 on the charts, but number one in your hearts. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what rank we are, but I just... Amen. <laughs> well, how about low on the charts, first in your hearts? Yes. yes. <laughs> How'd you guys get the name of my biography? <laughs> low on the charts, <laughs> in your hearts. A memoir. Lauren Duke. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell people who live in the next state, which is Florida. 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 Yes, yes, after this is Florida. Tell we might possibly be recording that one in person. Socially distanced. Yes, socially distanced, of course. Tell your best friend's cool mom who has a fun aunt whose son is about our age and wants to listen to ghost podcasts tell yes. everybody yes tell yes. everybody everybody are you guys ready to close this session yes yes great don't take candy from strangers if you leave a glass of wine out i'm probably gonna drink it Look at all those chickens. <laughs> and remember, question, question everything. everything. Goodbye. Everyone, everyone has leashes on their 200 chickens and they all, they're, they're color coded. You, it, you cannot touch my chickens, although we are touching each other because our state is the sixth most dense populated. Austin said fuck on the internet. <laughs> Welcome to Tipsy Ghouls, a podcast where we tell stories about whatever the fuck. <laughs> I've paid my dues. I'm allowed to be a little drunk on the internet. <laughs> that sucked. Let's do it again.